Hey father, hey son, making a podcast sure sounds fun. Set up the mics, grab a cup of joe, and let's see how it goes. Today we were thinking about romance. Now, all right. Let's let's just stop right here. Let's just go ahead and and put out all the disclaimers, all the uh, uh, nuances that we're going to be talking about when we talk about romance. What are we talking about, and what are we not talking about, and why are we talking about it? Well, that's a lot of information. Okay, romance. <laughs> what we're talking about is how to keep the romance in the marriage. We're not here to talk about sex. I'll go ahead and say the word. We're not talking about sex. We're not talking about intimacy. Uh, as relating to sex, but we are going to talk about being intimate with your partner because of love and, and and serving and being part of that and romancing each other. So we are going to talk about that. And let's just be honest. Uh, you've got a, a, a senior adult male. Uh, you have a, a, another male across the, the table from you with a microphone. <laughs> so we're going to talk about it from a male perspective because mm-hmm. that's who we are. And yet, ladies, please listen to what we have to say because there are some things in there that you two could use as well. Now, again, we're not experts in any way, and we're not saying that we've got this perfect. Our wives may listen to this and be like, well, that sounds great. So when are you, when, when you going to do that? Yeah, when are you going to start doing some of this stuff? <laughs> so um, just full disclosure on that. But the truth is, um, and, and the other thing is, there's going to be some guys listening going, well, I'm not a romantic type. Okay. Do you want to remain a married man? Then you might want to think in romantic ways. So we're not asking. So first off, let me let me kind of explain what romance is not, and then we'll get into some. And we're going to do some practical ideas, some things sure. that we've done or we've seen or we've read about that have been um, really important and really sweet. But one of the things that romance is not, when you think of romance, you immediately go to romantic comedies. You think about, um, you know. The roses and the chocolates and the candlelight dinners. Now, for some of you, fantastic. For some of you, bad idea. You know, my wife would rather have the chocolates than the flowers. She's like, look, I'm, I don't have a green thumb. The flowers are going to die. If you're going to spend 60 bucks on a dozen roses, spend 60, to 60 bucks at Olive Garden. You know what I mean? She's that's That's for her. But so romance isn't necessarily the mushy stuff, the big um, Valentine's Day where you've got to you budget for it and get ready for it. Romance can happen every single day in small and important ways. One of the things that you've said before that I think is it's also true in your walk with Christ is the word intimacy. How do you normally use that? Sure. Uh, Matt and I did a thing several years ago. I think he was 18 or graduated high school or whatever, and we went out and, and were hiking. And um, and I want to spend some bonding time with Matt, and I put together just a short study for us to do together. And it was you know intimacy with God. And the, the term intimacy is really into me see. And what that says then is I want to peel back the exterior. I want to get a little deeper with you. And I want you to see into my heart, what my heartbeat is, what I'm thinking, where I'm going, what's going to take place. And in, in a scriptural marriage, 
where the two become one flesh, intimacy is so important. My wife knows what I'm thinking. She she has certain things that I know that she's thinking at certain days or certain situations, whatever. Now, not always, because there's times she's thinking, well, you're probably thinking this. No, <laughs> that wasn't even in my nowhere in my gray matter on that one. But intimacy is getting to know each other. That's what dating is really about, is you get to know that other person. I think that we've messed up in American society where that we go on a date, typically. So we go out, we pick up uh, someone, we go out, we eat a meal, we're on our phone. Uh, Then after that, we go see a movie. We don't talk because we're watching a movie. After that, we may go get an ice cream or something, some kind of dessert, uh, take them home, and it's over with, and say we had a great date. That's not intimacy. You didn't get to know each other a little bit better. Maybe there was some conversation over dinner. Maybe there was some other places where you talk. But by and large, we're not talking, getting to know each other. How to romance someone is to learn how to be intimate, and that is to into me see and see my heart and who I am. And so romance is always, always going to be built out of relationship. And the most important word in uh, relationship, um, I've heard it said this way, how do you spell love? T-I-M-E. You have to spend time. And, um, and, and, and it's not just being in the same room, although that's really... Sometimes when you've got a great relationship with somebody, sometimes you don't have to be having a conversation, whatever. Just being in the same room. But that comes after a long time of getting to know each other. One of the things that you've talked about, um, and I think is a very valuable to, valuable tool, is love languages. Um and and you need to to look at these and and learn um, what makes a person tick, uh, not only in the giving and re- but also receiving when it comes to love. Um, and if you are not familiar with the five love languages, let's see if I can do this off the cuff. There's uh, giving gifts. There's quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, and there's one more. I've gone blank on it. Sorry, can't help you. I've got four of the five. Four out of five is not bad. Somebody's screaming at their car like stereo. <laughs> I know what that fifth one is. But anyway, so um, when we when we talk about the love languages, it's what what makes it what what makes your person feel important. What makes them feel seen. Um, and listened to. Uh, for my wife, it is quality. Acts of service is the fifth one. There we go. Um, for my wife, it is a mixture of acts of service and quality time. Um, she is the kind of person where it's like you could you could buy her all sorts of stuff, and she'll be appreciative. But what she would rather do is just sit with me, just talk with me, um, and let's let's just enjoy each other's company and. She feels fulfilled. She feels heard. And this isn't me on my phone. That is 100% the most important thing is being in the room, paying attention, listening. And let's talk about this. The other thing for me, it used to be physical touch. As I was growing up, it was just like, I would. I just needed to be, you know, just just touch my arm or 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 whatever. Just you know, while we're driving, she would just like hold my hand or or put her hand on my arm or whatever. And I still enjoy that. But for me, as I've gotten older, mine shifted to words of affirmation. Um, and I think of I think of Matt Damon's character in Saving Private Ryan, the very end where he turns to his wife and he says, "Tell me I'm a good man. Just tell me that I've not wasted my life." And for her to to speak that over me and just be like, I love my husband and here's why, whatever. For me, that's 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 it. That 
is romance. It's taking that time to find out what makes your uh, your spouse tick and pouring into that and, and feeding that for them. Sure. I, I, I've used the example for years. There was a commercial on TV not too, well, several years ago now, and it was Hanes underwear of all things. But it just, <laughs> it just made me laugh because I saw that as a part of a marriage thing. And I know people are like, okay, he, here he goes again. That's okay. Stay with me. But the commercial basically was, you know, they made Hanes underwear and they were talking about the band. They're talking about this, this, that, and the other. And there was inspector number 12. I'll never forget. And it was, a, it was this lady and she looks at it and she's pulling it and she's doing this. And it basically says, it doesn't say Hanes until I say it says Hanes. In other words, it had to meet her expectations and she was the inspector. And if she said no, then it wasn't what they thought it was. Well, that's the same way it is in the love language. I can say, I love my wife. You talk about flowers. If I was to bring home a dozen red roses to your mother, she's going to ask me, did I get those off of a grave somewhere <laughs> or a funeral home or were they on sale? Because she doesn't like roses. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. She likes flowers. She just doesn't care for roses. Um, when it comes to Valentine's Day, I don't bring in a dozen roses that the price has been jacked up because one, she doesn't like it. Two, she understands I'm being forced to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's not intimacy. That's doing something the culture says. What she does like are daisies. And when I bring her some daisies, which that's her flower, they were in our wedding. I know that. So if I'm going to buy her flowers, which one do you think I'm going to bring in? Oh, you're getting those daisies. I bring those in, and and I can give them to her for no apparent reason. Before we started recording, I was just telling Matt that this last summer I was very busy. I had a, a couple mission trips. I had two camps I was involved in. We had the grandchildren for a week, and for like six weeks we were running wide open. And and I, I get to do ministry because she's taking care of everything else at this point. And I just brought her in a flower, brought her in some daisies. And she said, why? I said, because I don't want you to feel like I'm taking it advantage of you while I'm gone. I'm able to do what I do because you're here. And I never want you to feel like I'm that I'm taking advantage of you. I love you. And I want to get you these flowers. And her response was, I love daisies. Those are my favorite. I know that. You've been why, married 45 years. Of course, you know this. Why would I not get her right. that which she wants and what she likes? So I think that this romance thing is learning the love language of your spouse, and it does change. Uh, when you were little, uh, it was not touchy-feely for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a stay-home uh, mom. We made that decision <laughs> together, and she stayed home with the kids. When when I got home, acts of service was huge because she's been with children all day. Do something. Take out the trash, change a diaper. Last thing she needs is you to touch me. I've been touched all day. Thank you very much. Get (laughs) off me. And if she was fixing dinner over the stove, I'm six foot five. She's five foot three and three quarters. And uh, five foot two and three quarters, excuse me. And uh, so so if I came in and just kind of love and put my arms around her and hug her and hold her close, she's over the stove. She's been touched all day. Get off. (laughs) Get away from me. Do something. But that being said, that love language has changed over the years. You talk about yours. Mm -hmm. Our love language has changed, but what we do in this intimacy and romancing is to make sure we meet that need of our spouse. And that is for a guy to his wife or a wife to her husband to meet those needs, push those right buttons to fill up that cup that they have so that it not grow empty and then it puts a strain in the marriage. And, and side note here, the the end result here, guys, we always talk about going to the end, uh, keep the end in mind, right? Start it with the end in mind. The 
end result of romance is not always sex. A lot of times, guys, they, they're like, yeah, I want to be romantic so that I get what I physically need. But that's not what we're talking about here today. What we want to make sure is that you're talking about the relationship because the relationship's going to last much further than the physical acts of love. And one of the things that we have to um, to ensure is it it's about knowing your spouse and what makes her happy, what makes her tick. One of my favorite things. Uh, so dad always taught me, um, there was a phrase that hit my head when we were talking about this, and he told me this when I was about, I don't know, 16, 17 years old, actually younger than that. He would say things like, if I never teach you anything in life, I will teach you to romance your wife. And he modeled this for me. Um, I remember, I can, I can remember um, the day that you said that to me was the day I came down and there was a paper plate hanging from the light in front of the pantry. I'm telling you, you guys think romance is $60 a dozen. Uh, Listen to this one. This was crazy. I came downstairs and there was a paper plate hanging from the light fixture in front of the pantry. You had to walk past it. You had to hit it with your face to be able to get past it into the kitchen. And it was just a paper plate hanging there, spinning slowly in the breeze, you know. And it said on there, it was a note to my mother. And it just said, I love you. I hope you have a wonderful day today. I can't wait to see you this evening. Have a great day. Just something very simple like that. Well, that note wasn't for me, but it was hung in a spot where I couldn't miss it. And what I got to see was my father showing affection and love to my mother. And that spoke, I mean, just volumes to me. Because not only did you love my mom, you loved her in front of us. I saw a picture, you know, one of the things that is so common, and again, this is just me personally, something that I've noticed, um, I see people take family pictures, right? And you and you see the kids sitting in front. And a lot of times photographers, photographers will take a picture where the parents kiss and the kids have disgusted looks on their faces. Ooh, gross, mom and dad. I don't like those. Uh, because I think what would be a better one is kids just saying, there they go again. Not disgusted, but that's my mom and dad. Because it's about showing your children. It's not about what I look like, because I do not look like the man she married. Uh, it's not about the physical beauty, the physical attraction. It's about the intimate relationship that we've had. And I kiss my wife in front of my children, and I do it every day. I give her a hug, and I tell her I love her, and I tell her every single day, because I want my children to see that their father is still in love with their mother when we've been married at this recording almost 18 years. Yeah, and and I'll I'll tell you something else, and this really doesn't go into the romance part of this, but it does does talk about raising your children. Uh, If you're the father of a daughter, you want her to find a guy like her dad who loves her mom. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of man she wants for her because that's what's been modeled for her. If you have a son, he learns how to romance his wife because he's seen his dad do that sort of thing. Once again, parents, you model what you want your children to have and what you want them to be. So we have to do that. And I know, listen, I know guys, because I I are one, right? (laughs) Uh, a lot of you guys may not be creative. Uh, I'm off the chart on that kind of stuff. So let me just share a few things with you that this is this works for us. One of the things is I know my wife. You talk about knowing your wife, what she likes, what she doesn't like. Um, 
my wife, your mother, in the fall of the evening, fall afternoons, I can come home from work, from the office, and she may be fixing dinner, she may be at the house, whatever. Hey, whatever you got, can you put it off to the side for a minute? Sure, why? What's up? Come on, come on, come on. Let's, let's get in the car. Let's get in the truck. I'm going to go somewhere. And we go on a ride. We go back through the country. We go through the hills. The, tr- the leaves have fallen off. You can see the trees. You can see the dark shadows in the afternoon. And the sun is setting. It's really pretty. It's an orange or yellow, whatever the case may be. And the sky is just a blaze of color. We're going for 30 minutes. We come back to the house. And before we get back to the house, my mom, your, your mom, my wife will say, this is my favorite time of the day. That's something she likes. Well, I know that. Why would I not give her that which she needs and she loves and she wants to be a part of? So I always try to make sure that we go for a ride when we go out. When we come back, we have dinner together. The conversation is better. Our conversation is more intimate. We're talking about real things. There's no stress because her stress has been relieved. I feel good because I was able to meet her need, but that's because it's something she liked, it's something she needed. And it's reciprocal because I can remember there's um, been many, many times, you know, just this past year, you'll come home from a particularly stressful day. You've been traveling all over the place or you've been had lots of speaking engagements and you've just not had any time to yourself. And she'll look at you and say, why don't you go take a ride on the motorcycle? You just need some wind therapy. And you're like, you know what? I think I will. And she's not resentful of the fact that you're out on your motorcycle. She's not resentful of the fact that you're not with her. She understands what you need. And when you come back, guess what? The conversation's better. The The, the relationship is better because you've gotten what you need because she spoke into your needs and what you need in that moment. And that only comes with that time and the intentionality of relationship. Yeah, let, let me tell you one that just really freaks everybody out. Your mom loves to mow the yard. She's always done that even when you <laughs> was a kid at home as we talked about that in an earlier yeah, session. Which you didn't tell me until after I had learned to mow the yard, but thanks for that too. Yeah, yeah. She she loves to. In fact, to this day, she does it. We have a riding mower. We have a, you know our yard and everything. I can come home, and she'll go. Why don't you go out and ride your motorcycle for a little bit? Take an hour and go ride. I'm like, why? Wow, that sounds great. She said, I'm going to mow the yard, and I'm like, you know, this really looks bad. <laughs> There's, there's men in this community that are coming and saying, now that guy's got it right. He comes home and like, get out there and mow that yard. I'm going to go ride the motorcycle. And she said, I don't care what they think. I like to mow. It's relaxing to me. I enjoy it. You, you need to go ride. You yeah. need some windshield time. Go. So I'll leave in about an hour or so, come back. Uh, it's, it's wonderful because we both have been able to speak truth intimacy with each other and know what their needs are and it's a win-win situation so why not do that so so what are some practical let's go let's get into some practicality because it's great to speak theoretical um what are some things that you've done that have worked for you as far as um i I can remember a couple of that have uh, really spoke volumes to my wife in my lifetime um i'll tell you one that i do remember it was a valentine's day and you know everybody expects chocolates um what does cogsworth say in beauty and the beast Pro- uh chocolate flowers chocolates promises, promises you don't intend to keep <laughs> but um you know everybody expects all these big grandiose things but i remember one year um when i was a teenager for uh i wasn't driving yet because i was uh mom had to take me to school and we went out and got in the minivan you'd left her a note or, or a flower, you know, some daisies or something. And she was already like, oh, very sweet. But we got out to the car and you had taped a note to the steering wheel. 
and said something about, you know, the reason I can do what I do is because you're my inspiration. And when she started up the car, at that time, you could actually put a tape or a CD in and, and set it to where you wanted. And when she started it up, it was Chicago's You're the Inspiration, uh, which Chicago was a band that you guys used to listen to a lot in your dating and, and your early marriage. And um, and she started to tear up because it just meant so much. Just the little acts. It wasn't, you didn't have to go, you know, rent a Skyrider to to put over the house, you know, I love you in all these intimate ways and whatever. You didn't have to go spend millions and thousands or whatever. It was just that simple act of I recognize you, I see you, and I want to acknowledge you. Yeah, and, and and the terms intentionality. Yeah, I was intentional about those things, and it brings a smile to her face, which makes everybody happy. Come on, I mean, I enjoy watching her smile, and she loved it, and and and. Obviously, you've learned from it because now you still talk about it, that kind of thing. But there's little things you can do. So for the guys that are not creative, let me tell you two or three things, and they're all simple. Trust me. Uh, At night when your mom is taking a shower, I still try to do this from time to time. I catch it. I know how long it's going to take. I kind of open the door and say, hey, I had to get something. I grab her towel. I throw it into the dryer. And I run it on high, and that, that towel is hot, it's warm, it's dry. I fold it up and take it back in and say, hey, I, I got something for you when you get out. And when she opens up the shower to get out, I'm not in there. She opens up that towel, it's warm, it's fluffy, it smells good. And she knows that was an intentional act just so that she can have a warm towel right out of the dryer. Cost us nothing other than a few cents of electricity and a few minutes of my time to get that done. But it speaks volumes to her because she knows I love her and that I want to make sure that I can take care of her doing something like that. You know, it's amazing what a note at work or just showing up to where she's working Um there's something about my wife's a, a kindergarten teacher at a small private Christian school, and um, there's many days where I'll just show up with her favorite coffee and uh, just walk down the hallway and just to watch her. She can see me coming down the hall and just watch her face just light up. And I hand her the cup and she's like, what's this for? I was like, I just wanted to bring you a cup of coffee and hope you have a great day. And then I go back to work and just to watch that. And she'll talk about that and her students see it, her coworkers see it. And it's not about me it's about them seeing that man loves her um i loved um i remember one time i wrote her uh you know a a little notes really something but i took uh when we were we were still newlyweds she came home we lived in a in a little tiny attic loft apartment i remember that that. that had a very narrow stairway that you had to crouch just to get up and uh, i wrote her a note but i didn't write it on a post-it note I wrote every word of the note on a different post-it note and put it on the stairway leading. So it said, I just wanted to say you mean the world to me. And so as she's walking up the steps, she's reading it as she's going up the steps. And then by the time she gets upstairs, it's like, you've just had a long day at work. You've just had a terrible day or whatever. But it's like your spirits are rising with each step because you know that not only did I do that, but I took... It's the time to do it and just to say, I notice you and I care about you. Um, more recently, my wife just had surgery and um, I had to go pick up her medication for her post-op uh, uh, pain medication or whatever. And so I went into the pharmacy and I came back. They had a sale on her favorite candy. So I brought her back four boxes of Junior Caramels. Like, and I just walked in the door and I said, hey, I got your medicine and a four pack of your favorite 
candy. And she just went, thank you. <laughs> you know, it's just that I, I was thinking of you while I was doing this. It's being intentional. And uh, it's been over the years, I've done a lot of crazy things. One of the things that I would do, and this one took a little bit of creativity. And I just told you that your mom is taking a shower at night. And of course, the bathroom uh, steams up. So what I found out was I had some Rain-X, which keeps your windshield from being fogged. I said, ooh. The mirror fogs up. So without her knowing about it, I got in there the day before, took a little Q-tip, and I wrote a big heart on the mirror. I love you very much. And that was hard because you can't really see where you are. <laughs> I love you very much. Whatever sweet nothing it was, you know, I put it up a, up on the, the mirror. It didn't say anything. And she didn't see it until that night when she took her shower. And she knew I had not been in the in the bathroom. How did you do that? Well, I was intentional. I wrote that note ahead of time so that when she uh, took her shower, it didn't fog up that part. And she didn't have to clean it up because it was it was clear and you could see it. And uh, that went a long, long way. And for guys out there, listen, I'll tell you another thing you can do is buy you some of those um, uh, dry erasable markers. Yep. And you can put those on the mirror as well. I've, I've drawn hearts and, and notes and things and put it up on the mirror and... Yeah, it's there, and yes, it could be in the way, but I also noticed that she leaves it up for two or three days before we wipe it off or clean it. So that tells me it goes a long, long way. So those are some little things that you can do, but I, I guess the point is that you want to be intentional about all these things that you do with your spouse and, and, and just make sure that you spend that time doing those things with them. And when I find out what the needs are, when I find out what they like, then it gives me an opportunity then to to make sure that I meet that need. Because once again, it's not love until they say it's love, or it's not romance until they say it's romance. And it's not something we do every day. I mean, if you're doing this every day, 365 days a year, you're going to lose your mind. Well, and it also loses its importance. Um, it, it should be, um, it becomes white noise. It becomes now it becomes expected. Now it becomes oh, this is just something that I've been, you know this is something I've been doing. It, it needs to have that specialness. Um, so like like you said, it can't if you do it every single day. Yeah, you're going to lose your mind. But it's also not going to be as important. So those little moments where you go out of your way to do something um, intentional and for them, and and it all comes out of that relationship of spending time of getting to know who they are. And um, what they love, and it's this isn't a okay. Fill out this survey. You know? right. All right. Do you like this? Do you like this? It's out of intentional relationship. It's intentional conversation where you need to understand uh, and make mental or physical notes. Write it down. Remind. I am the worst about getting my wife Christmas presents. I'm the worst at it because. I'm a little ADHD, not true, very ADHD, and I can't remember. I'm like, oh, man, she told me, she she made mention of this. What was it? And and, and then I end up doing the, the, the very obvious, man, hey, what was it you said you wanted? And I hate doing that. So I keep the notebooks with me, or I keep the note app on my phone, and we'll be driving along, and she'll be like, man, I really could use a new pair of whatever, these shoes. Man, I really, I could really go for a pair of these shoes. I really like them. Ding, mental note, write it down now. And it's not just for Christmas. It's Christmas birthday. It's just, you know what? I've got some extra time. We've got a little 
little money. It's, it again, it's not about the amount. It's about the intentionality and the purpose. Well, you talk about intentionality, and you're not even aware of this, but as we were driving uh, to your home uh, the last couple of days, we were coming in, and I was looking at our calendar in my mind, and when we're going to be doing this, I have church on Sunday morning. I have church Sunday night. We have our small group on Monday night, and I've got some time away. And I asked your mom, I said, what do you got going on on Tuesday this coming week? And she looked at her calendar and said, I don't have anything. What do you got in mind? I said, I want to take you to your favorite restaurant, and we're going to go, and here's what we're going to have. And I knew it was her favorite thing. In fact, I mentioned two or three other restaurants we could go to. I just want to have just a dinner, just the two of us. We're going to dress up a little bit. We're going to go out and make it a special thing. She said, you mentioned that first restaurant. You mentioned my favorite my mouth is watering in anticipation right now, knowing that we're going to go spend some time doing that. She won't hear this podcast till much later if she even listened to it at all. <laughs> but she also doesn't know that on that Tuesday night afterwards, because this is near the holiday season, uh, near Christmas, in between all that kind of stuff, and there's some lights that are out. I know she likes that sort of thing. We're probably going to take some back roads, look at some houses that got lights on them, and and play Christmas carols in the car. And I'm I'm also been known to slow down, roll the windows down, turn the heat up so that it's warm in the vehicle, so she can see the lights. Kind of like a one horse open sleigh, so <laughs> so to speak. Why would I do all that? Because I know what she likes, and I want to romance her and let her know that I care about that. And something else that you said that um, uh, Mark Gunger of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage talks about is, um, he's like, don't try to surprise. Sometimes people like to be surprised, but what you did is you've got a, even more mileage out of this because not only are you going to be taking her and, and doing, you, you've got the surprise element because you're going to be doing the lights and stuff. She doesn't know about that, but you know. You've told her ahead of time. What's she going to be doing now? She's anticipating. She's telling other people about it. And every time that she tells somebody about me, I can't wait because my husband and I are going to do this. I can't wait because my husband and I are going to do this. Every time she tells somebody, she's excited about it again. And now you've built that intimacy, that relationship, that intentionality. And now she's excited all over again. So by the time you get there, it's the culmination of a long time of, it's just four days. But that's... That's more than just, hey, let's go to dinner tonight. Oh, uh, well, I'm not ready. And oh, I'm, it's, no, you've got her already ready to go. And that shows not only, um, that, that shows not only that I was thinking about you, but the forethought of I've been thinking about you. Right. And that anticipation and excitement about it. And it's really fun because now that we get to celebrate this for the next few days, and when we go back home in a couple of days and, we, and we've got a three, three plus hour drive, we're talking about it. Uh, I know what'll happen. She's going to ask questions. What time do you want to go? Do you, do you want to go before it gets dark? Do you, do you want to go a little bit later? Well, you know. So she's already she's already thinking about it. She's she's talking about it in her mind. She's going over, and I know she's thinking, well, how much dressed up you want to get? Or are, are you talking about you know you're going to wear a suit? What are you going to do? Well, I don't know. What are you? And and we're building this intimacy with each other because we're talking about an event that's coming up. I think that. If anything else, when it comes to romance, is being intentional and knowing what the needs are of your spouse. If I can fulfill those needs, it bonds my marriage and it makes my relationship even stronger. I'm 45 years, and we're still working on this thing. I'm not going to quit working on it. In fact, I'm, I'm looking at new creative ways to sh- tell her how much I love her and to romance her and be a part of this thing because it's an investment in the long haul. 
and that's our marriage. And speaking of uh, new and exciting ways to to show that romance and intimacy, let us know what you've done. We'd love to hear from you guys. I would love to do a whole episode of a podcast where it's nothing but, hey, listen to these responses that we got to this episode where people said, hey, those are great ideas. I'm going to try that. Here's something I did. And we just talk for you know, 20, 30 minutes of what other people, and, and give more ideas from men and women. I think that would be so cool. So if you've if there's something that your wife or your husband has done that meant something specific and, and, and um, just really just hit all the right buttons for you and you still remember that, um, let us know. Send us an email at info at wewerethinking.org um, and let us know. We'd love to hear from you about what what it means to you, what your spouse has done for you, and some ideas that you've done um, or that you've heard from others that you can't wait to try. So thanks for joining us today. And uh Go take care of your spouse today. Thanks for listening. Check out wewerethinking.org for more episodes or drop us a note to info at wewerethinking.org. 